everyone, and welcome to another installment of Questionable Booking. We are your host, Gerard Clark. And this is DC. And tonight, we're going to be talking about Royal Rumble 1998. I was I was knee deep in wrestling at this point. So I any Raw, any, yeah, any Raw, anything, mm-hmm. I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Same. This Same. was uh, one of my favorite pay-per-views for reasons we'll get into, but uh, now nah, we can get into it now. Stone Cold won, man. Mm. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, man. I, rewatching this pay-per-view for this episode, I actually remember watching this back when I was younger. So, like you, man, knee-deep in it, I was... I think I was in middle school. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we was in middle school. And that's when almost every day I was wearing a wrestling t-shirt <laughs> to school. Um Yeah, man. I I was I was I was knee deep in it, man. This is actually one of my favorite pay-per-views as well. So Oh yeah, I loved it. I mean I was flipping between both mm-hmm. WCW is that in this era I was I was a huge wrestling fan so I'm watching WCW I'm watching Raw Nitro I'm mm-hmm. ordering some WCW pay per views if if the parents let me I could probably get WrestleMania that year which mm-hmm. I don't think I did I think I, I think I bought this one I think we got this one but I, I don't think I got Mania okay. WrestleMania 14, but uh oh yeah. This this was peak time for my fandom. Oh yeah. This yeah, one. I mean this was you know what's funny? This didn't even seem like a super long pay-per-view. You know what I mean? With everything that they had going on. I don't think we started getting into long pay-per-views to the 2010s. True. The five-hour rumbles. How do you feel about the the long pay-per-views now? Not not even broken into two nights, but, I mean, if you want to speak on that as well, but how do you just feel about, like, the long pay-per-view now compared to back then where a Royal Rumble was only three hours? Uh... Hmm. I mean, obviously I watch it, but uh hmm. there's certain matches that just I, I you know what I enjoy them. I still enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean I just love wrestling, but uh I do wish some pay-per-views could be shorter because there, there's probably maybe three matches that are just like, eh. Right. Like, like I watched it, obviously, but this was kind of kind of didn't make sense. I know it was in the in in the it was in the pay-per-view, but sometimes the storyline isn't that interesting or the match doesn't live up to expectations. Mm. 
where I felt like some of these shorter pay-per-views, even the matches weren't that great. Mm. But I think the story behind them were they they made you more interested. Like, I think in this era, quite honestly, the wrestling wasn't that great. Yeah. To me, back then, they said it, it, wrestling wasn't that great. It was more so just brawling. You know what I mean? To 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 me, it was just more. You saw a few, you know, slams here and there, a few suplexes, DDTs, but other than that, it was just how bad can I beat you outside of the ring? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was, it was yeah, it was more so sh- <laughs> one too much uh technical wrestling going on in this era. Right. Which I mean at that point as a little kid, I don't think I really mind. Mm-hmm. I'm a little kid, <laughs> but uh, I think now I appreciate the artistry of a wrestling match and the athletes that we have now that display, and we saw it on the other channel. We saw it in WCW mm-hmm. and the cruiserweights, mm-hmm. but I didn't appreciate the cruiserweights until later in life. Mm. It's funny you say that. I actually only watched WCW for the Cruiserweights. I didn't want to see uh, Hogan, Macho Man. Back then, Respect. I, mean, I respected what they did and everything for the industry. But the only things I were interested in, the Cruiserweight division, uh, Goldberg Streak, and Sting. Other than that, that's the only reason I watched WCW. I mean, I was into the beginning stages of the NWO. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely Goldberg. I was a big Goldberg fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting, yeah. Hogan, because uh, he was the main event and stuff like that, yeah, but um, you're right. I but yeah, like I I really didn't appreciate the cruiserweights, huh? Yeah. I can see that. Especially if you want to be honest, other than NWO, then the NWO, I think the cruiserweights were carried WCW at that time, to me. Oh yeah. I mean Yeah, we saying that now, but I think it was the NWO, man, that was carrying WCW. That's true. I, because you couldn't miss them. They was everywhere, man. <laughs> they was part of just about every single segment, give or take a few wrestlers from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That started getting stale because you had too many had too many iterations of it. It was just yeah. black and white, wolf pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wolfpack theme song was hard though. Oh yeah. Still to this day. <laughs> well, one day we should just do an episode just ranking and talking about uh theme songs, you know, interests whenever wrestlers come out. <laughs> oh yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. 
Speaking of uh, WCW, so back in the, in this at this time, November, uh, not November, January of ninety eight, mm. based on the PW Torch uh, from Wade Keller. Joey, give Hulk us the Hogan. facts. Give us the facts. <laughs> this this become my new favorite. One of my new favorite uh, segments for the episodes, man. Give us the facts. <laughs> Hulk Hogan still hasn't signed his renewal around mm-hmm. this time for WCW. Obviously, this is going to stir up rumors, mm-hmm. but they'll, it seems like the higher officials weren't too worried. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's still rumors of wondering: is he going to? Is he going back to the WWF? Is he staying with WCW? I mean, obviously, he stayed. Mm-hmm. But what would you have done if you were in his shoes? Would you have stayed or would you have went back to the WWF? I mean, obviously, we know how this ends up. WWF ends up purchasing WCW. Yeah. Do you think a Hulk Hogan could have had a sustained run in the Attitude Era within the WWF? Don't think so. Um, I don't think so because, okay, looking back at the history of Hogan, right? You had he he was always how can I put it? It, it was basically PG, even with the NWO. He didn't do anything too crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, as Hollywood Hogan. I mean, still a real American, still <laughs> the fan favorite for decades. Um, he was in he, movies, stuff like that. He was never known for any, I'm going to call it attitude error. That's uh, what I'm looking for. He just never did anything remotely close to the attitude error, shenanigans, whatever word you want to use for that. I mean, when you look at Austin, when you look at DX, so I don't think he would have been able to fit the mode and probably would not have been too well received by the WWF universe at the time because that was back when, hey, man. Beer drinking, middle fingers, uh, suck it. <laughs> that was running the show. Yeah, it was definitely a time that uh, I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Uh, Facts. Being a young kid and then seeing all that, <laughs> suck it, and then you saying it in school, not really realizing, like, all right, <laughs> probably shouldn't be saying this stuff. Right, right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah. But I wonder if it was because, you know, you're on TNT, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, Ted Turner at that point was still running, I believe, Turner Network Television, as well as TBS. Sounds about right. Yeah. I don't 
I don't know if he could. So basically what I'm saying is Vince McMahon owned the WWF. Eric Bischoff did not own WCW. Ted Turner did. So Ted Turner obviously has to adhere to standards and practices where Vince McMahon could be like, "Ah, I'm going to try this out. I'm the owner of the company, so they're going to come to me anyway. Mm. So there was no middleman. Right. So I'm saying that to say, I wonder if putting that situation, being back in the WWF, maybe there would have been a side of Hulk Hogan that we didn't see in WCW because maybe he was handcuffed based on exactly what they could say on television. Mm. That's a good point. That's a real good point. Man. Hmm. I still don't know if he could hang. I I guess I don't know if he could hang because I didn't see it. I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that side of him. Mm-hmm. Never know. But if he if he comes back, is there an Austin era? Ooh. Um. The only reason I'm gonna say yes is because it seems like WWF at the time was they were very invested in the younger talent then. They were invested in Austin, The Rock, DX, you know, stuff like that. I think once they, when Hogan first went to WCW, then Macho Man, then eventually Bret Hart, I think that was them saying that we're no longer, uh, that, that, that era of wrestler had passed. We're going to now invest into the younger talent now. But I mean, this was a war. So it was WWF putting out new content Mm -hmm. using who they had on the roster right now. Mm -hmm. Given that attitude, Mm -hmm. basically to beat the competition. At that point, the competition was the NWO. Right. Sting. I think I think Goldberg was here. I believe Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg was here. Mm-hmm. And the streak was alive. Mm-hmm. Now you have your main competition coming over to you. I always, I always wonder, like, what, what would have happened if Hulk Hogan actually came back over? Like, do we go back to, I don't think we go back to, you know, Red and yellow, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. But I think it would have just been like, all right, well, we're going to have this edgier Hulk Hogan on set that Mm -hmm. we've seen, and he's going to lead us to beating WCW since they've been beating us for a year or so. Right. I don't know. 
I'm with you. I will say that that would have been one hell of a move if they would have got Hogan. Um, that would have been a big power move if they used him or not. Just got him away from WCW back then. Oh yeah, but I I think they said at the time they probably said that a hey, I feel like we're doing real good. We don't even need him. Yeah, I mean Austin was on fire. Yeah. I'm just throwing our hypotheticals here. I mean, yeah. Austin was the man. Austin definitely was going to be the one that led him to the future. Austin, mm-hmm. Rock, DX, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. else. But, I mean, let's let's just call a spade a spade. Austin right. was going to lead them to the next level. Yeah, so, definitely. But it, it's still interesting to see or play what if. Because, yeah, I don't know. If the NWO had came over, the original NWO, mm-hmm. so Hogan, Nash, Hall, they came back over. I think WWF still would have won mm-hmm. the war, but I, I think it would have looked, I think it would have looked a lot different. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a, as exciting, right? Yeah, I agree. I actually agree one hundred percent. I mean, getting into this pay per view. So the pay per view Royal Rumble took place January eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight, in San Jose. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty one fans in attendance. Mm-hmm. According to the PW Torch poll results. The overall average rating of the pay-per-view was a 6.7. Now, we rate our pay-per-views 1 to 5. I I give this like a 3. Three and a half. Okay. Um, looking, looking, looking. I'll give it like a 2.75. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 275? 275 for right now. And then okay. of course, you know, that doesn't that's gonna change depending on after the conversation. <laughs> gotcha. So best match results, according to the PW Torch, Michaels versus Undertaker at 46%. Rumble match had 28%. Shamrock versus The Rock, 16%. Vader versus versus Gold Dust had five. And the uh, minis had five. Mm. But let's get into uh, the pay-per-view itself. First match, we start with Vader versus Gold Dust. Match was seven minutes and 51 seconds. What do you think of this uh, version of Gold Dust? Hated it. <laughs> um. I'm a Gold Dust fan. Um, love Gold Dust. I think at this time he was the artist formerly known as Gold Dust, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was that was weird. The music was fire though. I don't know. I like that beat. Yeah. But um I guess trying to play a little off of the whole Prince 
thing with the artist from known as Prince, and it just didn't—I feel like it didn't translate too well. Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of it either. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on at this time with Gold Dust, but yeah, I definitely wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> I mean, but what do you think of Vader, man? So like, Vader comes to WWF. And he was the man in Japan. He was the man in WCW. Mm-hmm. And then he gets here, and now he's in the opening match against Gold Dust. It just seems like I don't know. I, it seemed like missed opportunity with Gold with uh, Vader. Right. I was just very looking back at Vader and watching. You know, based on Peacock. Being able to see some of his work in WCW, how dominant he was. And it's like when he went to WWF, yeah, he was still big, dominant. But I just feel like I I didn't see Vader with no singles championships. You know what's funny? The entire time until I started to do research, uh, relatively recent on Vader, I could have... I thought I thought that he was a heavyweight champion at one point. I remember seeing him I, in my mind. I remember seeing him with the belt. But then looking back at it, I was like, "Oh wow, he never had a championship run at all." Not in WWF, no. Right. So I think only in WCW, if I'm not mistaken, for the two big promotions at the time. But um, like you said, it's a missed opportunity. Um, the fans loved him. As soon as the music hit, it's time, it's time, it's Vader, time. Fans, the pop was crazy. Almost like when the Legion of Doom would come out, you know what I mean? So I just feel as though they really dropped the ball on Vader when he came over. He was a very agile big man. And yeah. Like I don't said, know, man. It's, it seemed like it was, you know, sour grapes or something because he ain't even in the Hall of Fame, which is crazy. We spoken, we've spoken about that, and it's just weird. Like, oh. Vader was nice. Oh yeah, for sure. I think before I had, um, I think we talked about it, and I can, I think the person who most resembles Vader now. Is Kevin Owens. Yep. Um, and seeing the things that Vader was able to do, especially at that time, this is before big men were supposed to be agile and athletic. It was supposed to be flying in the air, which he was doing. It just seems as, as if I don't know what's going on, especially for him to not be in the Hall of Fame, but uh, it must be a political thing. I don't know. But it just seems like it was missed opportunities then, and there's also missed opportunities now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, political, probably. Mm-hmm. I know he was there to induct Stan Hansen. Mm. So like I don't know, and he was on a that show Table for Three. Mm-hmm. So they clearly don't hate him, right? 
really not sure why he's not in it, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, this match was decent. It, it was what it was. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was what it was. Vader got the win, but it just seemed like, man, in my opinion, Vader should always have been in at least if he, even if he never won it, mm-hmm. should have been in that title picture. Yeah. You know, like like a Kane, you know, like mm. Kane, if he wanted to, was always considered a dominant force. Right. Where if he was in a championship match, it was a chance he, oh yeah, this they could, this might happen. Right. And I think it's the same thing with Vader. If Vader was put in a match, I mean, there was a chance. He might not have won it, mm-hmm. ever. But he wasn't even, well, I think after, and it might have been another one, maybe when Undertaker was champion, but, I mean, he damn sure ain't had no title matches against Stone Cold. Nah. And when, maybe Bret Hart, I don't remember that, but maybe. It was it's interesting. It was just weird to me. That was something I was thinking about while I was watching this first match. It was like, man, Vader really didn't get no love in <laughs> Yeah. WWF. Yeah, I, I didn't really and he connected well with the fans as well. Because if you ask me, that's a that's a big part. Uh for any wrestler, you know what I'm saying? Especially having them being the uh, heavyweight champion, uh, moving the needle, as my man Roman Reigns would say, uh, getting a reaction, whether whether positive or negative, is key. And he always got a reaction, no matter what. So, I don't know. Um. I couldn't even begin to think of why he didn't get multiple opportunities. I can't even think I can I can't begin to think of why he's not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. This is actually a really big question mark for me. It's very weird. But uh it was a decent match. Yeah. Moving into match number two. I really didn't understand these these Max Many and them. That's why I'm gonna call this match. Max Many and them. I mean it was great. They were they were athletic. It was right. a great match. Right. It reminded me of a cruiserweight match. But what was the fascination with the many wrestlers? I have no idea. And this is actually why I uh my rating was so low. <laughs> because I feel like this was unnecessary. Um, we didn't need this match. If you're going to have it, let it be a dark match. Yeah. <laughs> Before or after. Um, yeah, this was this just wasn't needed. Like, Very weird, man. Yeah. And it was weird because they had... I think two months later, we actually had a light heavyweight 
championship mm. with Taka Mishinoku. Mm. And I, I just don't understand the purpose of this. Do you think part of the reason for this match, because Sonny was a special guest referee, do you think part of the reason was just to get first from Sean? I mean, maybe, but Sonny ain't really need no minis to give her no shine. I mean, it was Sonny back oh, then. I agree. We. I agree. Sonny, man. Maybe my first crush. The original diva, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Sonny? Oh, yeah. Man. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that match was what it was. Yeah. 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 It was there. <laughs> exactly. It was there. And not only that, I don't know the official time for the match, but it just seemed like it was such a long match, man. Not only was it not needed, but it's like you have this match that's not needed, but it's just such a long match. <laughs> Seven minutes and 44 seconds. Mm. Seven minutes too long. It could have been 44 seconds. It could have been a squash. You wouldn't give all the wrestlers they, they little shine, no pun intended, but it was just unnecessary. Well, I agree, man. And then we had uh next match, The Rock versus Ken Shamrock. Mm. 10 minutes and 36 seconds. Yeah, I really enjoyed this rivalry between The Rock and Ken Shamrock. I did too. I did too. And it was a good story too because it was like Ken Shamrock was just chasing, chasing, chasing after the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And then, like this match, call got reversed because The yeah. Rock cheated. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed these matches. I really enjoyed this rivalry. But then it just kind of died. Yeah. I actually kind of like how the, this match played out. And also like the ending. The Rock using the brass knuckles and putting them in Ken Shanbrock's trunks and then the ref on their heads, you know. I feel like that was kind of creative. You don't really see that anymore today. Yeah. That was a nice little twist, a hill move to be put on for the uh, for the Rock to in order to win. But um, but like you said, I felt like this was a good rivalry in a weird way. They were complete opposites, but somehow complemented each other really well. And. I just think that when it ended, it was a dud, like you said. Yes. Oh. It's like they hyped this this rivalry up and then it just abruptly ended. Yeah. It's like, okay. All right. But all in all, I did enjoy these matches. They they really played off the 
world's most dangerous man. So every time he got disqualified, my man just started going crazy. Mm-hmm. Which was funny. <laughs> I, I will say this. I was not a Ken Shambach fan at all. Uh, back when I was younger, but the more matches we're watching and the more matches that, uh, I mean, the more pay-per-views we're watching and the matches that he's in, I'm actually starting to become a Cameron Shamrock fan. I like, I like, I like what he did, uh, with his time so far in the WWF. Yeah, he was Jack too, man. Oh, yeah. He's another one where I wonder if there's, it's got to be some bad tension there. For him not to be in the Hall of Fame, mm, you, do you think he's Hall of Fame worthy? In your opinion, I think he had a good run. Okay, I really do. I, I I think that. Okay, here's the thing: he was the first person to really cross over from MMA. To professional wrestling. Very true. So you had you had a Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Then you had a Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Then you had, or not just MMA, but, you know, other type, amateur wrestling. Uh, sp- Let's just stick with MMA. I mean, I, I think there were other amateur wrestlers. Let me not say that they weren't. Uh, so MMA, he was the first person to cross over from MMA to professional wrestling and mm. dominate both. Mm. Like He wasn't a Steve Blackman. He was actually good. Right. <laughs> when I say good, I mean like he got all aspects of it. Right. Like he was a great in the ring, has some entertaining moments. So I mean, he got. I think for that, yeah, he should be because he was the first one to really do it. I can see that he he was he he was a trendsetter, groundbreaker. So I'm with you on that one. Now you got he- other people that they just bring in, you know, like. I mean, I I didn't say Brock Lesnar because he was amateur wrestler first, WWE, then he went on everything. But Brock Lesnar came back and then from his first run Mm -hmm. to his second run, Mm -hmm. I was a different Brock Lesnar, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, Plus, I feel like... Ken Shamrock was the first one to actually, like, he kind of legitimized sports entertainment. You know what I mean? Um, As we continue to see, it is very hard for, I'm going to say very hard, and it's difficult for MMA to translate to sports entertainment and for sports entertainment to translate to MMA. <laughs> yeah. I think that's been proven numerous times. So he was the, like you said, he was the first one to do it and did it well. So. Oh yeah, man. I mean, 
That's that's why I think he should get his flowers. I got you. He he was pretty. He was decent. Yeah, he was. I'll give you that one. He never won the big one, mm-hmm. but he held on the Intercontinental Championship, the European Championship, quite a bit during the Attitude Era. Right. So. And let's not forget, he was the King of the Ring winner. Yeah. So. I may have some accolades that he accomplished. So, yeah, I do think he should be in. I got you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Right. I like Ken Shamrock. Man. I like I like his theme music too, man. I like the theme music, and I like when he walked up the steps. He stood there, hit himself in the head, and gave out the little scream. <laughs> it's like, oh man, he's intense. <laughs> this is, oh yeah, this is about to be this is about to be a good one right here. Oh yeah, he definitely had that persona, man. World's the most dangerous man. He oh had that yeah. persona. He had that joint down packed. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to mess with this dude. <laughs> Definitely. So after this match, they show the other baddest man on the planet, mm. Mike Tyson in the stands. Mm-hmm. I like Mike Tyson, man. How can you not like Mike Tyson? Some people didn't. That's true. Well, he had a bunch of things going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as we we'll, we'll see that Mike Tyson gets more involved mm-hmm. in, in in the business the next night, actually. I believe. It might not have been the next night, but uh <clears throat> Oh, it might have been the next night. I think it was the next night. Uh, but that was interesting. That was that made that WrestleMania fun. I also that is what won the war because mm. now you got a whole set of eye. Uh, you got Mike Tyson mm. on WWF programming. Mm-hmm. You know, that's gonna bring, especially back then. They you now you see. They talk about WWE on ESPN and everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Back then, you they weren't talking about no WWF on ESPN. Oh no, not at all. The news they weren't talking about no. But to bring Mike Tyson in, I think Vince McMahon did it. He he won the war with that one, mm-hmm. bro. He he got outside eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was at a time where my man Mike used to stay in the news, good or bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime Mike Tyson was <laughs> anywhere, it was going to be on the news. Mm-hmm. I think it just, well, he got suspended <laughs> for boxing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey. It was must-see TV if Mike was there. Right. Next match we had must-see. We had uh, Legion of Doom beat the New Age Outlaws mm. by DQ. 
7 minutes and 53 seconds. New Age Outlaws, man. They were coming into their own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was um, – were they were they in DX at this point? No, nah, not yet. Okay, Shawn Michaels so. is still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. I think this was right before they probably got in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. they got in, in uh, after WrestleMania 14. So okay. After that, after that March of 98. <laughs> I know it was kind of weird uh, hearing the intro. You know, my man Road Dog doing doing his mic work. That was before they got the cadence down. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely fresh. Right, right. <laughs> it definitely fresh. Yeah, they were still they 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 were the tag team champions though. Oh yeah, man, badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> then you had the Legion of Doom. I mean, I was. I mean. Legion of Doom was there. They still had that aura, but uh, it wasn't the same. Nah, not at all. Why do you think that is? You think it's because they got older? Do you think it's because the attitude error? That's all people really cared about at that moment. Like, no, I think uh, I don't know if you watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. So they 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 had the um, Legion of Doom or Road Warriors episode. Mm-hmm. I think Hawk Hawk around this time was he was he was he was heavy into the partying, drugs, alcohol. So I don't I don't think those two in general were on the same page. Mm-hmm. Just as far as business and. Dealing with certain stuff, gotcha. in life, so yeah, it just didn't. It, it, it didn't come off the same. It just <laughs> it was like Hawk was just there because he had to be, right. And then look like Animal was just wasn't mad at Hawk. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, we gotta go out here. Yeah. I don't think they fit that attitude era, man. Like they were characters mm. that that were larger than life characters, mm. but we were getting away from the whole character. We was we it was all about attitude. Right. Yeah, it seemed as as though the attitude era I think part of the reason the Attitude Era also was very successful is how you said, like you said, rather, they went away from characters. So it was a little bit more realism. You know what I mean? You wrestlers weren't trying to really be the gimmick. I mean, the character that they're portraying, they were kind of sort of being almost an everyday guy person. Like, I've said yeah. this numerous times. Who didn't want to whoop their boss's ass? So then you got to see Stone Cold do it every week. <laughs> exactly. Um, who didn't want to tell 
Somebody to suck it. You got to see that every week. <laughs> so we were kind of sort of getting to, I mean, of course, wrestlers were still, you know, doing the gimmick, but it was just, it was, it was more realistic rather than, like you said, being a character. Yeah. And the Road, road Warriors were definitely characters. Um, I mean, Legion of Doom, rather. I forgot. They were, they were Legion of Doom now, not the uh, Road Warriors. I always wonder why they also changed their name. <laughs> I think legally they had to. Ah, gotcha. Coming over to WWF, I don't think they could use the Road Warriors. But weren't they the Road Warriors uh, when they were first there in the WWF? No, nah, they was always the Legion of Doom. Ah, gotcha. They would say Road Warrior, Hawk, Road Warrior, Animal, the Legion of Doom. Ah, okay, okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. And then next, after this match, that match was that match was all right. And then DQ, I, I mean, I'm glad the New Age Outlaws didn't lose the tag team ties because, I mean, Clearly, we knew what they were going to become. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that uh, putting that putting the titles on uh, putting the titles on the Legion of Doom, I think that would have hurt them. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, and Road dog, that was my guy. I know you was a Billy Gun man, but all day, <laughs> all day. <laughs> Road, Road dog was my guy. I like Road dog t- too. I did, but Billy I mean, Gun. Everybody was- like Road dog, man. Come yeah, on. how could you not? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's get into this actual Rumble match. Okay, Stone Cold wins. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was interesting to me. So the Rock, he, he started it out basically, mm-hmm. lasted to the end. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I was watching how everybody was waiting for Stone Cold to come. Nobody mm-hmm. knew if he was gonna come, quote unquote. But uh. And then he comes through the crowd, <laughs> right? Knocks yeah. out Mark Merrow. And then it's like everybody's on him for 30 seconds. And then they just go back to doing what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? So it's, y'all all stood there waiting for this one man. <sighs> now he's there. And y'all, y'all, y'all not doing nothing to get him out of the <laughs> ring. Oh man, hey man, I I don't even got nothing to say. Because <laughs> uh, I I mean I agree with you one hundred percent, and I and I saw the same thing you did. As soon as the glass breaks, everybody turns their attention to that curtain. Boom comes from behind, does the thing. Boom boom boom. After that, all right, back to business as usual. <laughs> Wait. That was weird. It, it was cool to see 
Stone Cold and The Rock. So what was it? Stone Cold Rock. Was it Do Love? Yeah, Do Love was in there. Mm-hmm. And, and Farouk. Farouk, yeah. And it's like usually, I don't know about back then, but I know now, usually last couple of people in the match, you kind of get a sense of who's getting that push. Farouk didn't get the push. Nah. I know you um you feel some kind of way about your man Ron Simmons not really getting getting his overall due back then. Hell yeah. I mean, because Dude Love got a push. He was in the next, he was in. Hell yeah, the next two pay-per-views yeah. against Stone Cold for the belt. We know what The Rock becomes. Actually, the end of that year, he gets the belt of 98. Crazy how time flew by. He's in the beginning of the match. I mean, he's at the end of the Royal Rumble, so we know, like, all right, this guy's going to be pretty hot coming up in the business. But later that year, not too much longer after that, all right, 10 months later, he's a champ. Yeah. Farouk becomes an acolyte. Yeah. What the hell happened? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I wish I had an answer for you. Um, It doesn't seem. I I don't even know, man. (laughs) I I really have no answer for you. Yeah, that was just weird to me, man. It was just like, all right. Okay. I don't know, man. That was weird, <laughs> but Austin era we know is about to begin. Yep. I was hyped when Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble. We knew that he was going to face the winner of our next match. Mm. But Stone Cold, man. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. I was hyped. I was a huge fan. Oh yeah. Um around this time, I don't know anybody that was not an Austin fan. Yeah, me either. I mean he he was he was on fire, man. Stone um, Cold was everybody was a Stone Cold fan. Yeah. I don't remember any booze when he came out or when he did his thing. Um, I can't think of one, even talking to people about wrestling back then, talking to people now, I've never met one person that was not a Stone Cold fan. Not one. Damn either, man. So... 
I know that I, nobody would. How can I put it? I'm 100% certain that Vince McMahon, WWF, WWE are forever grateful and indebted to Stone Cold because without him, they would have never been victorious in their Monday Night Wars and they wouldn't be where they are today without him. Yeah, that's fact. I think at one point you sound like a million shirts a night. I'm telling you, man. Literally nobody, um, nobody could top him. You know, I I want to go as far as to say he may go down as the most popular wrestler in history. Oh yeah, selling a million shirts a night. Mm-hmm. Golly, and them joints of what twenty five dollars a pop? Yep, that's a lot, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's making the company a lot. So you win in the wars, you're making stupid amounts of money. Look, that's your shirts. Let's not forget the the, the styrofoam middle fingers, the uh, toys, stuff like that. Goodness. Goodness. And he still has an impact because we sit here drink his beer nightly, weekly, whatever you want to say. You know what I mean? Just Oh yeah. It's a great beer. Yeah. Like my, my pops, he um, you know, you know him, you met him. He won't really speak about wrestling stuff like that. But trust me, whenever Stone Cold Steve Austin is on that screen, still now to this day. He's gonna sit down and watch. He's not. He may not watch any other wrestler, uh, like that. Uh, the biography, biography series that came on. He watched Austin. That was it. That was a good show, by the way. Yeah. Stone Cold, man. Yeah, man. There isn't anything that hasn't been said at this point that I can think of by us, by anybody else. I. We, we know what it is. <laughs> exactly. Nothing else needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this last match. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. WWF Championship match. Michaels is a champ. <sighs> this match changed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it changed history. For the honestly, it changed mm. a lot of stuff. Mm. In the sense that Shawn Michaels gets hurt in this match. That mm-hmm. after two months later, when he fights Stone Cold for the WWF Championship, we don't see him for what four years? Something yeah, like four that. years. We don't see him wrestle for four years. This was the match where he hurt his back, right? Yep. Edge of the, the, his back, or the edge of his back, hit the edge of the casket when he did that back body drop. Mm. Messed him up. And this changed history, man. Yeah. Without this match, 
Do I think the Austin era still would have begun? Yeah. But I just wonder. I want. <laughs> I wonder a lot of things. What happens with DX? Mm. What happens with. Where does Shawn Michaels go from here? Mm. Because the Austin era is going to begin. Does Triple H break out? That's really good. Hey, man. You preaching right now. (laughs) New Age Outlaws. Yeah. X-Pac. Yeah. He come back. It's it's a lot of uh <sighs> this right here probably tra- changed the trajectory of not just WWE WWF but just wrestling as a whole. Um, the match and the in uh in and the injury. I mean, from a match perspective. It was a great match. Yeah, for sure. I, I haven't seen a Shawn. I, I, first, I haven't seen a Shawn Michaels Undertaker match that was bad. I haven't seen a Shawn Michaels match in general that was bad. Goat, my goat. I know you. I know you say Jericho is the goat, but to me, Shawn Michaels is the goat. Yeah, I see that. I mean, yeah. Hey, look, I. Whew. Definitely in my top two. And some days he ain't two. Mm-hmm. But uh, great match, but it's just this match was just. That's why I gave this pay-per-view a three because, man, without this pay-per-view, obviously they were building up Undertaker and Kane. Mm-hmm. So you know it wasn't going to be like, oh, this is going to be a rematch or something. And obviously, it was building up Austin versus Michaels. So we knew those two matches were going to happen at Mania. Mm -hmm. But it's just the other stuff, man. It's like, I don't think Triple H breaks out. Mm -hmm. I don't think the DX that, quite honestly, the DX that gets all the recognition Mm -hmm. exists. Mm-hmm. They put Shawn Michaels back in there because he was back. That was a very short stint with the original DX opposed to the DX of X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws and Triple H in China. Shit, what happens to China? What happens to China? What happens? Because China became a huge star. Yeah. And all right. This X-Pac comeback does, man, what else happened that that changed that trajectory? Uh, uh, With Shawn Michaels still at the top, does The Rock? Mm. Mm. Do they win the war? Because they weren't winning. When Shawn Michaels was champion. Very true. I got one for you. We just spoke about uh, 
how important Austin was to WWE to WWF wrestling as a whole. Does Austin get as popular as he does? Is Shawn Michaels still there? I don't think you. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think anybody could stop it. I understand that, but I'm saying as popular as he was. Because think about how popular Shawn Michaels was at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's weird, man. It's it's weird how how things happen that just change the course of history. And it's it's like you can't imagine it. It's Mm -hmm. it's fun to question it. Mm -hmm. To think what would happen, but you can't imagine it. Imagine it. Right. Like it's like, oh yeah, the WWF would always won the war. Maybe not. The Rock would always been huge star. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Triple H would have been a huge star. Maybe not. Yeah. That's why I give this pay per view. That's why I gave the pay per view the the rating that I gave it three point five. And then mm-hmm. at the end, we see the setup for Undertaker and Kane. So you got Kane put Undertaker in a casket, light on fire. They, they, you know, they do the whole, they do the fire extinguisher. Undertaker ain't there. Oh, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that was cool, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm sticking by my 3.5. For I'm the Rumble you. match and the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker match. Okay. Only because of the history that it changed. Out of respect for that, I'm going to move. I'm going from a 2.75 to a 3. I could still done without the uh, the mini wrestlers uh, match. Um, but looking at the, it was pretty. I mean, decent opening match it wasn't horrible. It was a pretty solid paper through pay per view through and through. Yeah, definitely was. Um, and yeah, I'm sticking with three point five. Sticking with it. I can dig it. I'm at a three. I moved I moved up 0.25, so <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> to the streets, you in fandom, you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about uh next week? I believe it is WCW Star K97, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh-wee. Yeah, man. Man, they built that pay-per-view up, man. Yeah. WCW was on top at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, before I forget, I just want to let you know, man, I've been getting a few requests for people who want to be uh, <laughs> from, from a few people who, who, who want to be on a few episodes, man. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Hmm. I don't. Okay. I, 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 I still don't know who we're saying things that people agree with or disagree with. But a few people want to get on a few episodes, man. Hmm. 
right. But um, sounds good to me. Yeah, man. But uh, next episode WCW Starcade 1997, bro. I like it. Mm. Starcade 97. Yes, sir. Be fun to watch this pay per view again. I forgot. I forgot certain aspects to it. Same here. If if look, if I ever watched it before, I can't remember. When I start watching it, I'll see if I see if I watched it before or not. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a journey, regardless. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you guys next week with Starcade nineteen ninety seven. Yes, sir.